Hello, everybody. This is Erica. This is Shari. And this is April. And you are now listening to Three Sykes and a Mic. Just as a disclaimer, although the contents of this show may be educational and therapeutic in nature, this should not be considered a replacement for therapy with a licensed professional. If you would like more information on how you can find a therapist in your area, please contact us on social media. Hello, hello, everyone. We are back with part two of our one year celebration episode. If you haven't already, go ahead and check out part one. Um, Today, we've got more guests. We've got more great conversation and dialogue. Let's go ahead and get right into it. (laughs) Who got next? I know who got next. Who got next? Oh, oh, look, I'm all excited over here. I love when we have guests, you guys, because I feel like, like you said, April, it brings a new dynamic. Um, We talk all the time. So it's kind of like we know kind of what how we think and that type of thing. But I love when we can bring in guests that are bringing in just new perspectives, new dynamics, new information. So Mm -hmm. um, super excited to bring in our next guest who is very, very dear friend of mine. Um, and he was with us on another live episode. Um, so he was a guest on episode 36, Racial Trauma and the Impacts of Mental Health, the Impacts on Mental Health. And mm-hmm. so I'm going to bring to the stage, coming to the stage, coming, coming to the stage. <laughs> so I'm going to bring Dr. C.J. Helm. <laughs> oh, I love you. I turned up for your intro. Hey, I love your shirt. Thank you, but I need for sorry to lay off of P Valley. <laughs> right? <laughs> She's doing, doing too much. She's doing yeah. hey. coming to the stage. Marvin and Chad, wait for your your songs up next. Like, <laughs> bring them, bring them out. We gotta have the music. Bring them out. Bring them out. Let me tell when you, he I'm so the bar, when he changed to the bar, <laughs> when y'all watch P Valley, when y'all catch up. Y'all gonna be just like me. You're gonna be, you know, just just as hype as I am. (laughs) Really good to to see you all. I am always inspired by the work that you all are doing and find myself writing down something every time that I get a chance to be in your presence. So Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank you for joining us. And you were on the episode we talked. It was a it was a we went into it knowing that it was going to be a heavy episode, but I think we really were able to talk about some things that were, you know, on the hearts and on the minds of so many people at that time. It was actually one of our episodes that got the most live view mm-hmm. during the episode and even after the episode. You know, people were watching it on Facebook. I think it got up to like 5,000 views of on yeah. that episode um, yeah. because it was such a needed topic. All right, three sites. <laughs> I'm glad to have been a part of the conversation that um, it's allowed me to really have a, another approach to what it is that we're facing. And I know that you all talked a little bit beforehand about the memo and about the restrictions that 
what the government is putting on our own experience. And one of the things that we talked about is allowing folks to label our emotions, folks are saying that, you know, I'm numb. And I'm like, you're not numb, you're despondent. There's a big difference and really being thoughtful about the uh, way that we're allowing other people to interpret our experiences. And so, you know, I'm trying to teach the young warriors underneath me who are now calling themselves behavior, uh, behavior agents, which I think is very nice. If that's the young folks want to call themselves, go for it. But I'm trying to teach them that um, our job is to crack these walls and make feel like we're running our head into the wall. But every time you pull back, there's a piece of the wall that was not there beforehand. And we got to keep mm-hmm. it. Because the resistance mm-hmm. is there. Uh, we're talking about the ideal of, of you know, the, the labels and the stigmas. We got into the conversation a bit about the ideal of BIPOC and uh, how that eraser movement uh, is there and the cognitive dissonance that allows them to feel comfortable and stay in that but can't stay black. And I'm a mm-hmm. whole, complete, healthy black man and need you to see me. There's nothing mm-hmm. by about me. I'm a black man that stands in front of you. I'm the one being hunted down. I'm the one being affected. Yes. I'm the one who has learned to wear my smile as a mask every single day so that your peach skin won't turn red and present. I'm the one who has been able to get up every morning tired from my soul, the bottom of my feet, keep moving to make sure that people underneath me and beside me have a chance to sit at the table. And I'm forcing you to call me doctor instead of CJ or Charles or any other nickname because I need you to know how hard I work to get here to get the thing that you got that's handed to you from your parents or from anybody else. So it, it was a good conversation for us to have and for us to be able to talk through the way. Right, that, I'm going to go back and listen to that part. Right. right. I'm like, wait a minute. You know what I'm talking about? A poem? I didn't know we right. were writing poems. You were hurt? I didn't even practice. Man, you were hurt. <laughs> we got to step our game up. <laughs> listen, that was, that was Dr. Nepal. That was your last few guests have you sitting back. Thinking, you know what, you got something to do. Get up, brother. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. And the sentiment can't be lost in the fact that, once again, the nurturing skills and the strong backbone, the backbone of the black woman has allowed us to feel supported enough to step out in front and say what needs to be said and to gather one another together. There's nothing mm-hmm. like the message from my black brother, but there's nothing like seeing the support of our black women on this screen saying, amen, brother, do your thing. Yeah. I see, brother, your talents are worthy, brother. There's nothing like that. And so the message that you guys are putting out here when we're talking is really doing a subtle job of healing some of the trauma that we haven't even begun to recognize. It has permeated in our skin. It has become this whole epigenetic that we don't have the skills to actually deal with yet, but they're coming. Because we're on their heels, we got the answers, and we're right there. We got this. That's real. Yeah. It's so funny you mentioned that epigenetics because I'm, I'm, I'm a big proponent of talking about the epigenetics. And in my uh, class that I was teaching last week, I said, one of the things that I don't think that this, this world realizes is that instead of, you know, weakening our people, you have actually created the strongest of our people, right? You have you have tortured and sitting, you have done all of these things to to lash us down. And what you've done is you brought out the strongest aspects 
every generation and we're evolving in every evolutionary change of black people gets stronger and better and you know it, that's why so much energy and so much of a push right now is because listen we are our ancestors and we're not our ancestors right we got all of the the, the the greatest those genes that we've taken from them mm-hmm. and evolved right into something even greater they ain't you're not ready. you're not ready and so i think once we harness that and once we can through the trauma baby ain't ready it's so interesting how trauma has like unintentionally has been woven through i guess that's what happened when you get psychology together (laughs) at some point we're gonna get to trauma but it's interesting how all of it has been connected with with these um with the guests and kind of our conversation and i think it's so important to name it as such to acknowledge it um, because I think it was Shari who once said, like, you can't heal what you don't reveal or like what you don't yeah. call you're out. Thick as thick as your secrets. Yeah, you're as thick as your mm-hmm. secrets. Um, I might have made it rhyme, but yeah, you're as thick. <laughs> I like it though. You can't heal what you don't reveal. <laughs> you made it in the T-shirt. poetry. <laughs> T-shirt. Um, because Charles is what. As you were talking, I was just thinking about how my blackness show up in every single moment of my life, every single action. I'm. I'm. All, I'm always I'm aware anyway, just because mm-hmm. of who I was raised by. But I remember going out to meet with some friends. We we're going to the office, um, a trivia night about the office. So you can guess the demographic of who was in the building. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, like I'm about to kill it. I'm 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 out of study. I'm ready for office trivia night. So I go to, I study. I go to the, oh, I'm competitive when it comes to games. I yes. oh, very <laughs> very. I'm not losing. That is not, we will be here all night. So I can't. <laughs> so I remember going into the restaurant and immediately like kind of being on guard because I didn't see any other black people in the entire place. Mm-hmm. It was like it's full of white, kind of had a college frat boy vibe to it a little bit. So I found my group and I remember making a comment to one of the, the women that was with us. I was like, yeah, I'm the only black person in here. And I'm trying to like just, I'm just, just watching. I'm looking at the exits. And she was like, wow, like, it's a lot of par. I, I can remember she used the word paranoia, but she was just like, "Really? Like you're aware? Like everywhere I go, especially being in South Carolina, I especially. I am paying attention to who all is in the room. Where are they? What's their energy towards me? How are they looking at me? If I have to walk mm-hmm. past them, then what? Like, and that's stuff that weighs a toll. So as you were speaking of just like how you wake up with the weight or that weight that you know that's a part of the story that we carry with us, which is why when people try to co-opt it, yes. <laughs> it's problematic. It's upsetting. It's upsetting. Yeah. I know I know we're all on, on uh, time frames here and I don't want to be too too verbose, but you know there's I'm I'm very much aware of language and I saw a meme that said um if you know African American if you know a, a psychologist of color, check on them because they're tired right now. Who, yeah. baby? <laughs> you and I were texting today. Singing my strumming my, my pain with but his finger. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in the audience. All right. But I, I also want to make sure that that story is complete. Because not only are we tired, we're also champions. 
And we're the ones who are showing an enormous amount of resiliency in there because of that epigenetics barrier to carry on. We still need to put some vocabulary to the pain, to the weight, to the exhaustion, to the emotional experience we're having for sure. But let's not ever feel like this is going to keep us down. That's not, that's not what we've come from. And that's not where we're going. We are resilient. Resiliency is black. And I bring to say, you know, my shirt says, you know, walk the fight with suicide. And as we're watching that demographic between five and 12 African-American boys are having the highest rate of attempted suicide out of any other demographic over the last few years. That's where at. There's something that's not being talked about here. There's something that's not being healed, that's not being said. And for us to keep having these structural issues flying down and very overtly, passively, and us not thinking our kids are understanding what's going on and being affected, we're not doing a good job. So mm. the impact is there. And, you know, I love Big Bird. He's the big homie. But I'm not going to look for Big Bird to teach my kids about what's going on. So for any listener who needs those tips, those cues to how to talk about racism with your children, how to talk about the impact of stress, my name is C. Call me. Email me. Hit me up. Oh, love it. Yes. That's dope. For sure. That's dope. That's a very needed conversation. So like I got a whole word or something. Okay. You got a whole word in Hey, I'm feeling a little, you know, mediocre right now. You came prepared. Right. Out to like, the yeah, you're right. This week, it is National Suicide Prevention Week. Um, mm-hmm. So just want to bring that to the forefront or so check in on your folks because that is suicide prevention. Suicide prevention isn't talking someone off the ledge. It's literally checking in and say, you good? Right. You need some help? How, how can I help? Right. Suicide prevention is saying no. I'm like so sorry. Brother Napoleon's subtle messages that aren't so subtle with his choice of shirt is who I am. I'm mm-hmm. old, but I didn't until he started talking about how to take up space. I didn't realize that was my counter uh, activity to my smile because my mm-hmm. smile peach folks feel comfortable or for other folks to, to feel comfortable. But you look and see what's on my chest all day that says legalized being black. Danger, mm-hmm. black man. That's what I wear. That's what I rock. You gonna catch this message one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So it's you all allowing us to have a space to revitalize ourselves and to really take value in the wonderful work that we're doing and the energy that we have. I mean, this is amazing. It's really, really am in awe of everything that you all are doing, and I'm always proud to be associated to be able to tell somebody about you all as a resource be able to point them in a direction of folks who completely understand the struggle and are able to talk in a competent and caring way. So I appreciate you ladies greatly. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And we are so grateful that you were able to be on that episode with us. You know, we're always there to kind of, like I said, bring in new perspectives. And you brought in an amazing perspective um, during that episode about racial trauma and especially for Black men and emotions and mm-hmm. how um, to start experiencing the whole gamut of emotions, the whole array of emotions and just the importance of doing that, um, especially during this time where we're facing um, racial trauma in so many different ways, coming from so many different directions. And so we're grateful for you. So grateful for you. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dr. CJ. Thank you. Hey, that was you want to people how they can find you? I know you already shout yourself out. You was like, look for me, Dr. CJ, but but said, how they come for me? You? I am sending for oh, you. Said, come for me. me. My bad. Come for me. <laughs> Listen, sorry, uh, Dr. Day, sorry, is teaching me how to value myself more in that, that aspect and actually putting my my work out there and putting myself out there. So, you know, it's a blessing on my life most days. We <laughs> 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 got more days. Um, no, just is Dr. CJ uh, Helm, H-E-L-M at Gmail is where I'm at. I'm working on my social media stuff because Dr. Dade has told me I need to do better with my life. So <laughs> I'm inspired. You got me. We're going to figure this all out. <laughs> when you get a chance, throw your um, email in the chat and we maybe we can pin it towards the end just as a reminder of all the people well, the contact info. Yeah. Well, Thank you all awesome. so much. Um, appreciate you, beautiful lady. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, that was awesome. That yeah. was really cool. Um, like I said, yeah, I always love when we can bring people in. Me and CJ go back, back, like, like grad school, back, back. So it's really cool to see people that we know um, coming to like amazing heights and then also having each other's back. I mean, I think just the community that we have, like all three of us, the community that we bring into the show, um, we get great comments from people who know us, who um, heard about us from people who know us and all of those different things, you know? So we're so grateful for, for you all, for our community. Um, we got, we should like give them na a name. Y'all know me, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. <laughs> You know, <laughs> one of the things that you know, as everybody's been kind of talking about some of the things that they value, I really, you know, I've enjoyed like being able to do the show, but I think one of the things I have found to be very valuable is knowing that people who have listened, you know, maybe just to be entertained, have actually circled back and used us as a resource. Yeah. Um, that was looking for a therapist for themselves or for their kids or like how do I talk to people about this or just using us, you know, for speaking engagements to help, you know, give more information to things. So it's just been, I think that's probably, I don't have a favorite episode. I have just a favorite aspect of doing the podcast is yeah. knowing that we created a, a space for us to be a resource for that's real. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, we have two last guests coming to the stage. Before we bring those guests to the stage, we, we have a great comment, I think, from Danielle um, that I would like to point out here. Um, so Danielle says, is it okay to say y'all guests be looking good? I would say that you know it's definitely okay um and dr scott said that's a part of our screening process we have people sending pictures no i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> we make everybody send in a picture um and everything we social media black mm -mm, no no check them out on social media you know are you good for live or are you just good for the audio you right, know right. Uh, everybody can come back. <laughs> Let me stop before somebody emails like, is this right. 
Right. <laughs> We're just joking. We just joking. It just, it just <laughs> happens that, you know, the brilliant mind, the brilliant people encounter just that tends to be a bonus. Happen to be a bonus. And, and I'll be the first one. I'll be the first one to say that black men are amazing. Like we can say that. We can say that. Black men are amazing. We can't. They are amazing. Until y'all not. Until y'all not. Stuff like endorsing Candace Owens and for our next podcast episode. Right. When black men right. are great until they're not. <laughs> black men are great until they're not. And speaking no, of, that actually rolls us. Right. That actually rolls us into our last two guests where we talked a little bit about the amazingness of Black men and sometimes how that can be a clash between Black men and Black women. Um, And so these two great men were on our episode 46. He said, she said, let's call it a truce. And so during the episode, we talked about just the impact of kind of that men are from Mars, women are from Venus type of thinking and how that impacts all of us. And we wanted to call it truce. We wanted to, you know, put an end to all of that. And so we were able to bring in the wonderful, wonderful Chad Hullett and the excellent, amazing Money Marv (laughs) to... That's funny. <laughs> to join yeah, us. He did. And he did. He really put money mark. Mm-hmm. I, mean, <laughs> I think I'm I think now, I, listen, I can't see Marv. Am I the only okay there? Oh, no, okay. I can see him. I can see Marv. It, it, it must be my janky. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, your connection, sister. Yeah. What were you were saying something, Marvin? <laughs> Nothing. I'm thinking about getting it trademarked and it's gonna be on like t-shirts like the kind of shirts that you used to see at like homecomings and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm thinking about things. like the the spray painted shirts. Oh, of course, the airbrush. Oh, airbrush. If, if we take all the way back, we got to go all the like way back. Like back in the '80s, early early '90s. No, like at funerals, what you see yeah, at the home funeral. It made a comeback in the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> did it prior? Did it actually? <laughs> There was an attempt. They're coming back, right? There was an attempt. It was around the time we was all wearing oversized pink t-shirts and F was ones. It just oh, I like the pink t-shirt trend. I do remember that. I did not like the oversized shirt trend, and I was so glad when um was it Boondocks when they did the episode? (laughs) The gangsta licious uh, the gangsta licious clothes for kids. Yeah. <laughs> Taking myself out with the memory. Yes. Delicious. <laughs> I went to Footlock yeah. and bought a tall tee. I didn't realize the fine print said height sold separately. So just oh. had to get through that era. My dog You stuff. just had you a nightgown. Yeah, yeah. No, I just I just used to watch the car after that. Yeah, that was the no, time like, when men were dressed. <laughs> I remember vividly, like not being in on the tall tees originally. So I used to re- wear like a regular T-shirt, and people would crack on me for wearing oh. a regular size T-shirt, saying like, "Boy, you better get a tall tee." And then when I put on the tall tee, it's like, <laughs> "Man, is it really supposed to go past my knees like this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there oh, are some friends I'm glad have I 
that. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That and low so rise Anyway. Um, so glad that Hard shell Adidas. Anyway. <laughs> so I was like hard shell Adidas. I was going down the down the rabbit hole. Down um, you two were our last or most recent last, however you want to say, um, live guest. So it wasn't too long ago. Um, but how what have you have you heard people comment or about the episode? What were some of your kind of favorite moments, things you remember? So the feedback that I got was um one thing about me and, 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 and Dr. April, you've known me long enough to know that. And you too, Marvin, y'all have both known me long enough to know that I'm always my authentic self. Uh I can't really hide who I am. Um and somebody actually told me they listened and they said they heard me and they was like you sounded like you, but you didn't sound like you. I didn't know that you could speak to these certain things and use words like mansplain and talk about, you know, gender dynamics and stuff like that, right? And it's one of those things that, well, they're not my Facebook friend either, so they've never seen my rants and soliloquies. So it's one of those things where it's like, huh, okay, well, it, it triggers something in me to say, well, maybe I need to do a better job around the Black women in my life of letting them know that I do care about them that you know, I do understand a little bit of what they're going through. I can sympathize, but I can't necessarily empathize. And one of them gave me a couple of shirt. So I was going to ask like about it. this shirt. That's dope. That's a dope. That's a dope reflection about you. How you spun that, right? That's a yeah. good takeaway from the show because I mean, part of the purpose of the show was to okay, let's figure out like how do we improve you know this divide. Right and and start making it a little bit smaller and so that's awesome. It sounds like that just that observation that you know said okay, let me shift some things. Like that's that's automatically going to bring you and the black women in your life much closer to actually have some real deep deep conversations. Probably definitely. Go ahead, Marvin. So for me, I think some of the, well, number one, the highlight was just being around three amazing doctors like yourselves. And I will say also one of the aspects that really stood out to me was understanding, like, even though I'm a champion for all things black women and for people of color, that even though I might feel a way about it and may I'm an advocate and I'm telling other people. I need to do more than what I've been doing and take it up and take it up another level. Yes, that is, that is. (laughs) No, that's awesome because I think like, like Erica was saying, when we started the conversation, we didn't want it to be a, he said, she said, just like the title. We didn't want it to be like, we're right. You're wrong. You're right. We're wrong. We really wanted it to be a space to like bridge that gap of communication between men and women and specifically it's definitely black men and women um, because there tends to be so many conversations that end in conflict or you got to take a side or you know blame and those types of things and so it's really good to just hear that the conversation itself um, Mm -hmm. just open the minds and just the perspectives of people who are listening and you guys too. Yeah. One of one of the things that I noticed after that was um, I saw someone post something about like a chivalrous act, 
And of course, the comments that people made was like, yeah, see, you know, chivalry is dead. And after the conversation, I said, you know, chivalry isn't dead, it's evolved, right? Or at least we, we are wanting it to evolve, right? So maybe some of the things historically that have been, you know, great demonstrations of chivalry, it's not that it's not appreciated, it's just that there's a, there's a desire for it to evolve, to ef to reflect the evolution of women, right? So some of the things that were chivalry matched what was kind of going on societally or historically for women and maybe some limitations that were placed upon women, but now those things are lifted. And so it's not that we don't want that behavior, we just need it to evolve with the evolution yeah. of women and, and the things that are important for us. So again, someone posted something about, yeah, see women just don't appreciate a man wanting to walk on the, on the side of the road, you know, so that if a car comes, you know, they'll get hit first. And my response was, well, I value that man's life just as much as I value my own. Actually, I don't want him to get hit by the car any more than I want to get hit by the car. Can can we just work together to make sure that neither one of us gets hit by the car? Like, it's not that I don't want you to stand there. If you stand there, stand there. I'm still not going to be like, wow, you know, that was really chivalrous of him to die and take that Toyota that came out. I'm gonna be like, dummy, you thought your body was gonna stop? Don't stop the vehicle, right? We so, both gonna move together. You push me out of the way. Exactly. So it's, it, it's just the idea. I think the ideas need to evolve yeah. with the evolution and changes of, of, of women and, and, and just being. Just paying a little bit of attention. <laughs> Walking a single file line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something. Yeah. Right. One thing I, I, I want to call call out Chad on is one thing I, I appreciate about Chad is so Chad and I are in, in other social media spaces. And Chad is often the voice of reason. Like I, I'll have an inner dialogue in my head. I'm like, nope, I can't say it because it's gonna come off. <laughs> if I say it, I know what I'm gonna get hit with. But then Chad will come in and be like, boom, <laughs> right on it, just because the dynamics of the group by him. Like I love that he speaks on foolishness that he sees regardless whether it's a man doing a woman doing it. Because I understand that if I say it, it's gonna compete. I'm gonna get hit with all types of daggers, whatever. You would get labeled a misandrist where I get labeled as a voice of reason. Right. And that works, <laughs> in, and that works in reverse. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So I've always appreciated the just calling a thing a thing. Um, and I think what you were saying, Erica, about like the chivalry is kind of what we spoke about during the episode is sometimes we have to ask ourselves why we do stuff. Yeah. And it made me think of like PJ Morton has a song called Religion. It's like, you don't even believe what you like. You don't know where this comes from. You're just doing it because somebody told you to do it. So yeah. when anytime we get into just behaviors and traditions, sometimes it's okay to ask, but wait a minute, why am I doing from? this? And does it need to evolve? Like mm -hmm. anything that does not adapt dies. Like that's, nice. a, that's a revolution. So just wanted to shout out um, Chad for that. Just appreciate the, the perspective that both of you all bought, brought to that nice. episode. It was fun, very fun episode. Yes. <laughs> so I have a question for Love. you. Based on, 
what uh, Dr. Erica just mentioned about chivalry evolving. Um, I'm relaunching my podcast soon, and I have this episode that I really want um, Black women to jump on and, and be a part of. Um, and you three would be perfect for it if you'd like to. But it's called The Politics of Protection. Um, and there's this thing where right now in current modern American society, Black people are eschewing the language of gun control, which you know we picked up in the early 90s with the gang war and the war on crack and all that kind of stuff, the crack epidemic, and are going to buy more firearms and ammunition and get training and things of that nature. And for at least the past decade now, for I've encouraged least- all the Black women in my life to you know, get a firearm and get trained and go to the range. Mm-hmm. I love seeing black women and black men at the range. And mm-hmm. so I was wondering like what that entire dynamic looks like. Is it is it that we need black men and women on the front lines in these situations? Or is it just something that we do in our protecting our households? Or if somebody does come in the house, you know, who gets up to go check on the bump in the night? You know, of course, now naturally, I'm going to get up the and check. The person closest to the gun. <laughs> right. The gun should be under my pillow. I'm not getting up. Hey, you got you going to go check? Uh, somebody got somebody to live to tell the story. I mean, it's just one of those things. I, I know women who they hear some bump in the night, they locked and loaded and ready to go. Right. So well, I think it depends on the the dynamics in the relationship. You know what I'm saying? Or who, who those people are, you know? And I think that kind of talks a little bit about just what we were saying when it comes to because doing something just for the sake of doing it, right? Just for the sake of I belong to this gender group, then that means I got to go check or that means you got to go check. And it's like, no, if you're married to a woman who was a sharpshooter in the military, let her do it. Like, stop. You know? And so it's Listen, about figuring out. I ain't even a sharpshooter, but my husband wants to go check the bump and I want to go grab my firearm. So right. It, you know, he won't investigate. I want to shoot first as a player. So, I mean, that's just the dynamic. You know? Yeah. So, but I, I what Shari said is like, hey, but if you're whatever the strength of that relationship, that's what yeah, we need to work true. with, right? I also you think know. it's depending on what 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 are we protecting ourselves from uh, with the politics of aggression. So I, I tend to go stats whenever I think of guns as protection. And I'm just like statistically, mm-hmm. people really are killed. Um, yeah. Statistically, you're more likely to be harmed, or right. someone in your house is more likely to be harmed by the weapon than actually saving your you from mm-hmm. it. Like that's statistically. Now, usually that's because of gun safety. A lot of people don't properly. For- for um, education, um, don't lock it yeah. up. Yeah. As I, yeah. as I sit here staring at my rifle. Say what now? <laughs> as I sit here staring at my rifle. But you, <laughs> there's no little kid around your, your no, spot. No, no. But so when I think of protection, for me, it's more so protection of my integrity. I, I need that more than you going to, to go after the sound in the middle of the night. Now, I want you to do that too, but if as, as a single woman... You know, this, if some go bump the night, I'm going to look out for that. Actually, I'm not. I'm just going to lock my door and just. When I mention, when I think of the politics of protection, um, I think about what you said earlier about endorsing Candace Owens. And I, I get it. I get it. I roll my eyes too. But I'll tell you, and this is going to sound so possibly off kilter a little bit. 
but I was listening to an old episode of T.I.'s podcast, and it was where it was right after he had said what he said to Candace Owens on that stage, on the revolt stage. And she was mad at him about it. But Killer Mike said, basically, she's still a black woman. She still deserves to be protected. And when somebody tried to, you know, verbally attack her and all that, you know, in the thing, they, they still stood up and protected her. So it's a matter of, I get it. Black men should want to go out and protect black women. That should be the way we're raised. That's the way I was raised, at least. And that's the way I'm raising my son. And that's the way that the people around me operate. But <laughs> in some situations where we don't, know to protect you all or we don't know how or when you're being harmed for example in some of these social media spaces when when things are being said and they may i may not even know that those things are offensive or know that they are things that you know are intellectually or emotionally violent and so i think that's one of those times where like i like and like i said on the show sometimes i shy away from talking about certain issues because i don't know what the hell i'm talking about you know, and I don't even know that it's an issue. So I think that also goes into the politics of protection as it mm -hmm. relates to us as a people and the politics of oppression. Yeah, I think that's going to be a dope podcast. Yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to listen to that. Yeah, Somebody I said they were worried for a minute about the, Candace Owens. So. Yeah, listen, I was with like, where we going with the can? Right, where we going with the can? You saw we all kind of sat back like, Ooh. Everybody lean back. You know, Dr. Abel took off her earring for a second. <laughs> Don't you embarrass me on this Where line. You go? Right? Do not embarrass us. What <laughs> were you about to say, Marvin? No, nothing. I was just laughing because honestly, I think we all got nervous when he brought up <laughs> You know what? Y'all, like, honestly, I, I, I listened to stuff that she says and I was like, I, I honestly, I think what we do is we need to take the pieces of like, because part of her problem is like, she wraps truth and misinformation. Like, so there's pieces of what she is there, there that sense, but then it's like, it's like a pig in a blanket. It's a mm -hmm. piece of truth is stuck inside casing of misinformation and things that have been mm -hmm. missed and just then it comes out wrong. So we don't eat pork either. So, part of the reason why I like to listen is because I want to know, like, what are some of their misinformed things that people are taking? You know, like, I feel like I can learn from anybody. I often like to listen to hear, like, what aspects or what part of what was it that she got that has led so deep on the mis the misinformation that she continues to carry mm -hmm. and where where did that happen for her because I can I want to know how it happens for other people so we can prevent that. Well I you know think what I'm saying? Like, Candace is an opportunist yeah. and I think the danger with Candace right. when you brought up the revolt thing like I really did not like that panel at all for a number of reasons. Like we give too many entertainers spaces too many that they have earned, and there's yeah. not enough people on there to challenge when when some things come up. So things are given like things are being amplified that anybody else would have been like, "Whoa, hold up, let's let's run that back." You, what you're not about to do is get on here and push this. So yeah. my thing with Candace is that she's not really she's not very smart. She's an opportunist. 
she takes the same talking points from far right conservatives and just throw a little black on it so she can be the black girl saying it, but they have the same straw man arguments, the same logical holes. It's, they're not very smart arguments. If you listen, she just knows how to talk. That's it. But how so, was that created? Because again, I, I need to, I need to. Well, she was created because she saw an opening. She saw an well, opening. Go ahead. Let's be clear. There, there, there have been black conservatives since Reconstruction. And Candace Owens, 80% of the time, is not saying anything different than you heard if you grew up in a black church or mm -hmm. you grew up with bourgeois baby boomer parents right. or you grew up with les petits bourgeoisie and working class Gen X parents who didn't believe in a lot of you know various things that are a part of black culture. The problem with Candace Owens at the same time is that she's smart enough to know that if she says things in an incendiary manner and paints herself as a new black, as one of the better ones, the good ones, so to speak, or puts herself in the space where yeah. she is the pink poodle in the room, yeah. she knows that she can then get a bag for it. And she yeah. knows that she can then develop a platform for it. As brother Andre just said, Charlemagne the God does the same thing. And he's a genius with it. I'm actually a Charlemagne fan to a certain extent, not so much because of his views and his actions, right. because but because I think he's calculating and he's not afraid to ask those questions. He's he's like, well, the worst you can do is with my ass. And I've already had my ass for it. So. <laughs> well, when you think about the two of them, and Marvin, I want to come back to you and make sure I'm not doing the, the two of them have similar um, upbringings as far as in the entertainment world. So Candace yeah. Owens was a uh, uh, far not what far left, but a big critic of Trump. Um, she actually got into some trouble because on the, she she started doing like social media stuff and website, and she got in trouble because she um, basically got doxxed or something with that. So she got in good with a lot of the far right people who were you know anti doxing or all of that, and I think she went like, oh, okay, I can, huh. This is like, an insert I for me. This because she went from yeah. suing a university for discrimination to claiming it doesn't exist. Yeah, she right. The bag. And she, like you said, she's smart enough to know the words to use, the language to yeah. use. When you actually sit and break down her arguments, it's like, why is she on that stage at, Re at Revel? Is it Revel or Revolt? How do they? Revolt. 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 What Revolt. is Revel? I'm thinking of Revel. That's a textbook software I use for class. Lord, it's time for bed. Um, time for bed. <laughs> why are we like giving these people platforms? But anyway, speaking yeah. of platforms, wanted to come back to to the two of you for for sharing uh, this platform on a very important topic of um, you know gender wars and why we need to let them go. Marvin, did your did your sister listen to it? Did you talk to your sister about it? Marvin, I did not. I did not get a chance oh. to talk. Okay. Well, for those of you who haven't had a chance to listen to a variety of our episodes that are definitely available on wherever you can listen to podcasts, so um, Apple Music, Stitcher, um, for it, it's there. So listen to some episodes. We've mentioned some great ones. Um, but look at the topics. Find something that you feel like you're able to connect, listen to it, share and um, we just encourage you all to continue to follow us into our next year as we continue to hopefully bring you content that um, interests you and is helpful and valuable. Yeah.
Well, thank you, Chad and Marvin, for coming thank on tonight. You. We appreciate you both. Uh, we'll definitely put you our handles in the show notes so that people can look you up. Chad will definitely have um, that amazing up-and-coming podcast. Do you know when you guys are going to start it back up? So we're actually looking to launch uh, right before my birthday, uh, the weekend of the 18th. So. Nice, okay, nice. Oh, so that's soon. That's super soon. Okay. Well, my birthday is coming up, y'all. Right. Yeah, so Please, I do take donations. You know, yeah. <laughs> <Job> <laughs> and if you guys look in the chat, um, Chad gave the um, link to his Kamala shirt as well as a discount code. Um, if you put in three sites, you save 10%. Um, nice. So and it's a, um, a black-owned company, too, that makes them. It's a black woman-owned company. Um okay. And she sells other products too that you guys should check out too, beard and body butters and stuff. Got me looking serious up in the Oh, is that Jules? Yeah. Is that Jules? Oh, nice. I found some of her um, body butter. It's dope. Yeah. Okay. She got, me got my beard feeling provocative in here, you know. <laughs> well, thank y'all so much for coming. Thanks for giving us time tonight. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. We appreciate y'all right. so much. Guys. <laughs> Bye. All right, y'all. Well, we have come to the end of our show um, tonight. Um, and everybody gave their favorites. Everybody gave their favorite moments and things like that. So just wanted to check in before we close to see if y'all had any favorite moments, favorite episodes during this year. It went by so, so fast. It did. Um, it went by so fast. Like, I can't believe it's been a year. Um, but yeah, any last words, comments? Well, I just want to say it has been a pleasure um, working alongside you all. Every time I've posted about this, I've said, you know, most podcasts, I can't remember the exact statistic, but I think it's like three episodes. Um, wow. Majority of podcasts don't make it past a month. And the fact that we did a year, people got married, moved, new jobs, pandemic, uh, life stuff happening and people became doctors you know and, and we we kept it going we allowed time for breaks when they were needed but you know we definitely could not have made it a year without the input of everyone on this three sites and the mic team so i want to express my gratitude for the two of you um, for helping us get to this point and, and making sure that no one drops the ball on anything. So that's yeah. super exciting. It's been great working with both of y'all. You know, like I said, you know, y'all are two of my very closest friends. And so it's always great to be able to take something that we do on just a day to day and like package it for the world, you know? And so we've, I've, I'm so grateful for having y'all be a part of this with me, like being able to like take this thing. Cause I came to y'all, I know for like almost a year, like we should do a podcast and um, I don't know what to name it. And both y'all were like, Shari, come on, let's just do it. You know? Um, and so it was so awesome. It's been awesome working with both of you. And so I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And um, yeah, I, I'm I'm over the moon. And into, you know, year two we go. Into year two we go. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just really excited to see what the next goal. Um, and just really glad to be able to work with you ladies weekly. Do this weekly. There's also not a lot of like 
everybody does it on a weekly basis. We manage to do it on a weekly basis for a year. So I think that's a major accomplishment. Yeah, huge accomplishment. Yeah, I'm so right. excited for what's next. Next, next up, Essence Fest, claiming it. Boom, boom, boom. When the world <laughs> And thank you when to the, all world opens. the listeners, um, people who've been out. If y'all been with us for the whole two hours, shout out to you, right? Uh, to everyone, Deidre, one of our faithful, faithful, faithful supportive uh, listeners, everyone who has shared, who has liked, um, told a friend, ha- I had some of my old classmates say they made their class listen to some, like, wow. every listen counts. So um, mm-hmm. even the feedback, even sending a text to say that you listen, like, it means so, so, so much um, because people are not obligated to support. I don't believe in obligated support. Um, no, so the fact no. that y'all are choosing is oh, is over a million podcasts out there. So the fact that you are choosing yes. to give us some of your time is, is so appreciated. Yeah, yeah definitely. Very much. Thank you, Danielle. Yes, thank you, thank you for thank sure. You. And so hopefully you guys continue to listen to us. We have, of course, episodes that are continuing to roll out. We are trying to do um, a number of different things. We actually have some speaking engagements that are set up that are rolling out. So we are thankful to be able to take some of this on the road in a sense. Um, but yes. you know, continue to check us out. If you questions, if you've got topics that you want us to to talk about or want us to share, you know, um, please let us know because this is ours, but this is y'all's, you know, this is, this is for you all too. And so we just want you to be a part of that in the making. Um, like Erica said, you can find us always on every most or all, I'll say all, um, platform podcast platforms um and you know you can find us weekly um as we do put out each episode every week um like listen subscribe um tell a friend we are only as great as you say we are you know um and definitely um continue to be a part of our tribe we gonna name y'all i'm gonna name y'all so i'm excited about it Awesome. Well, on that note, we will catch you all next time. Yes, I'm tired, y'all. Well, but I'm listen, I'm sitting here like, do I have makeup on? How much do I you. wash my face? I don't think I put makeup on. So I can do I a gotta quick. Eat. Oh, thank I got some chicken soup from Tzatziki's because I always got to bring up food. Um, but yeah, food. sorry. Um, thank you. Well, on that note, I'm going to eat. Yes, Erica's got to eat. Erica's got to (laughs) eat. Bye, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. (laughs) Bye. Bye.